Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 195 from October the 21st, 1995. And this is Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today I'm joined by Doc Turner and a returning hard body hopper to the mm. Smoky Mountain Wrestling hey. Recaps. Hopper, um, I'm going to go with what Doc said right before we started recording. Smoky Mountain's changed since you last joined us, huh? Yeah, it's been a while. Any, uh, yeah, it's been a while. any uh, thoughts uh, on that? Any thoughts on, uh, uh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's the line on? I think there's one in the Sopranos. Everything ends. Well, this is a slow ending. Yeah. Jesus. That fucking, what's his name? The fucking wolf man, Jack or whatever. Dude, he's, he's uh, climbed the card. Jesus Christ. So uh, I feel like, Mike, our third seat at, in Smoky Mountain is kind of like a, well, you won't get this reference. Harper probably will. The drummer for Spinal Tap. Because <laughs> we've had Bobby Blaze, who was great. We've had no one, which makes the shows go by way faster. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and now we've got our returning hometown hero, Hard body Harper. Listen to the alliteration. Hometown hero, hard body Harper. And uh, we're going to close out Smoky Mountain here in the next few weeks. It is down to the last, what, four or five episodes now? Oh, shit. Well, if you include this one, it's technically six because we have 200. I've so, never found 200 and I've never watched it. So you ain't missing nothing. Okay. But one of the things about episode 200 that I find uh, interesting is um, it's right before they start airing the Thanksgiving Thunder Tour from 95. And what Cornette told me when I was on the show with him was, uh, I think he said this actually off air. So you probably haven't heard this already. He said or wouldn't would never hear it. He said he actually had the next two episodes already formatted, but they had shut down. So he was telling me he's got format sheets for it. And, um, that's one of the things I'll ask him about like, Hey, all right, give us, tell us what, tell us what you were going to cover. I mean, we know what happened at Thanksgiving thunder that year. Cause you can, you can find the records for that. But as far as how he had the show formatted, he's got that. He just never, they just never recorded them because they shut down that last night, man. You know, if, if, if you get fired, you ain't coming in the next day to do free work. Yeah. Well, this too. Um, so Half Pint on Twitter, Marlon what? sent me a, a note of he, I, I had read this years ago and doc, I know you did too. Cornette wrote an article about Smokey and he wrote a, an article about the end of Smokey. And I think it was Fightful magazine or Fightful.com or something like that. So anyway, he, he writes something I didn't know. And we can talk longer about this. Uh, once we get to the end, he he the decision was not made to shut down until like that last night. Like like 
he was trying to he was like, all right, if we do X amount on this town in Thanksgiving Thunder, that's good. OK, we didn't do it. If we do X amount in this town and Thanksgiving Thunder, that's good. Oh, we didn't do it. So like he went to the very last night and then was like, yeah, we ain't going to make it. I'm shutting down. Well, imagine. I mean, for him, he doesn't have kids. So that's like pulling out a blanket in the middle of the night and smothering your child. Yeah. And then he goes on to talk about how. You know, he immediately moves to Connecticut to work for Vince. And yeah, well, he, had, he already had been, but then he moved. But you notice how all these small-time promoters always land on their feet, right? Paul Lee was like, and, and Corny were just mysteriously working for the WWE while <laughs> at the last. <laughs> Booker Man always lands on his feet, right, Mike? Booker Man always lands on his feet, but it was interesting. Corny was like... I thought I could make a difference going there because I never liked WWE style or WWF style of wrestling because it wasn't Southern wrestling. Little did I know that that wasn't the case. <laughs> and then he's like, the whole time I took that job there, I was thinking, well, the only reason I'm here is because I failed. He says that in the article, which is interesting. I'm sure he'll talk a lot about it when he does the wrap-up show with us. Uh, I won't promise when that is, but he did say he would do it. So He did say uh, that. So a, that is one thing to look at as we close is we're going to be hopefully recording with Jim again and getting some thoughts. We'll be doing some Hopefully, you know, we'll see what we can do. It's a, it's a weird time to get guests, but we'll see what we can do. You know, I heard Jericho on his podcast say he's doing all kinds of shows now because he's bored. Maybe you should reach out to him. Man, I have um, tried contacting Jericho multiple times, and he just does not respond. He just laughs. Says, Who's yeah. this asshole? Yeah. And then screams Judas or whatever that song is. <laughs> can I tell you something? Y'all going to laugh at me. That you like song that song. That song is catchy and good to me. Mm. Yeah, you, do you have an Affliction t-shirt, too? No. Ugh. I mean, I don't see the tie-in, though. It's butt rock, dude. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. It's just cheesy, overproduced metal. He didn't even... He, he said this on his podcast. He didn't write the lyrics on that thing. Who wrote them? It's either... I don't think it's the guitar player. It, I think it was the producer. And he was mad about it at first. He's like, I'm not singing this. This isn't me. And they're like, no, you're singing it, pal. Yeah, okay. Well, I have a question because I don't know a lot about that genre. Is that common, Hopper? Where, what? What um, I'm it saying? Dep it, it depends. Um, like in um, – there are some bands like in Rush, the drummer, Neil Peart, wrote all the lyrics. Oh, yeah. He's... He didn't sing them, but he wrote them. So it's, I mean, it's, Steve Harris wrote – Iron Maiden. Maiden shit. That's where I was coming next. I don't know who the piss that is. We know you don't, you fucking bro, black bro, my shithead. My, wow. My seven-year-old. We got a question from the Smoky Mountain Negro. My, my, <laughs> my seven-year-old. Why in Harlem, Kentucky? Jesus Christ. My seven-year-old can, can sing the trooper word for word. That's awesome. I don't yeah. know what that is. All right, All right. Well, let's we, let, we, let, let, let's put our parachutes on and jump off the fucking cliff now, Doc. We, we've per, we've prolonged this as long as we can. This is, you know, I tell I tell the kids, you know, rip the bandaid off. Let's, you know, eat the food you don't like first. Let's get this over with. So, um, all right, All right. Mike. Let me take care of some business. Shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassy, Kyle Riley, Mike Childers, Joe Ice for your generous patronage each and every month. This is taping number two from Kwood High School in Harlan, Kentucky, drawing only 200 people, if you believe the internet. And as we get into this episode, I want to repeat, man, this has been a fun journey in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, 
but we pride ourselves on mostly being positive about the wrestling we love, the old school wrestling like this, but we also call it down the middle. And I think Jimmy would understand that when we say, put your parachute on, because you're going to need it as we jump off this cliff. Um, Doc? Yeah, it's, well, yeah, and, and it, the thing of it is, is we've spent three plus years doing this and had years some and nine amazing times amazing times watching some amazing wrestling this isn't it and you know there's a lot we can we'll hit it in the post-mortem episodes about a lot of reasons why wrestling recessions and and just you know stress and you know how do you carry that load for that long if you're corny and and just all of that but yeah i mean i just watched these these last couple of episodes and i'm like you, it feels like everybody knows it. It's like that everybody knows it, but they won't say it. It's a dirty little secret, the elephant in the room. And everybody just is a little bit like, except for Tracy, who's out there, you know, yeah, busting guts and promos. But speaking of Tracy, um, we do start this episode with uh, Ron San- Ron Davis and Larry Santo versus the Thugs. Um, you said this was a new venue. That's right. No, no not new, no, no. isn't? But we've switched from the last episode. No, 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 no. This is taping number two here. Oh, yeah. We is, talked about this last week. Oh, well, that was two weeks ago in real time. I know, I know. I was just saying I mean, <laughs> it is tape. It is taping number two. We're in Harlan, Kentucky, though. Uh, is this the last taping? I guess uh, there's one more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got one more. Okay, um, well. It, Tracy's it, it, trying to... Look at Tracy. He's coming out to the ring, and he's trying to fire him up, man. Yeah. He's, you know, he said, like, come on, you hillbillies. Let's go. There's no there's no formal opening. Les and Chip kind of just throw us to the ring, and we go to, like Doc said, Larry Santo and Ron Davis versus the Thugs, Tracy's mother's dirty white boy. Here's my notes. The Thugs win. I really don't know what else to say. Hopper, do you have anything else? No. Thugs win. I had that the thugs were impressive in the win, but I also had one little note that at one point Tracy did let one of the guys, I think it was Davis, get a you know like yeah. one quick second of offense. But that was about all I had. I was reaching for a note, but that was about it. I don't know what else we could talk about with it. That's for damn sure. Um, all right. So after the thugs win, we go to a promo. We get Robert Gibson. Uh, and the thugs. So let's go to that right now. Here it is. Getting together with Robert Gibson and my sidekick, Les Thatcher. All right, with me, the thugs and a special referee for the double chain match, Robert Gibson. And of course, Robert, it's all in your court, baby, because you're the man in control here. That's right, Les. First of all, I'd like to thank these guys. What a great victory they just had. You know, Jimmy Cornett's all upset because I'm going to be the special referee in that double chain match, guys. He's worried to death. Let me tell you something, guys. I just want to make sure that y'all know just, justice will be done. And hey, take care of business. So, uh, so thank you very much. Hey. 
I know that's a fact, Robert, because you're one half of the five-time NWA World Tag Team Champions. That's former. We're talking about right now. We're talking about Smoky Mountain Tag Team titles. We're talking about Double Chain Match, the Dirty White Boy, and the Wild-Eyed Southern Boy. Heavenly Buddies, you're the best team that I've ever been in the ring with. The, kind of the Road Warriors, the Steiners. The list goes on on the Freebirds, the Midnight Express. It's hard enough to beat two of y'all, but when you got Jim Cornette, that makes it double tough. We got a referee now, white boy, that can take right. care of business. Rock and Roll Express, Robert Gibson, we got to get them belts back. Nobody knows better about a chain match than yourself. Did you beat That's exactly today? right, you see. Right. Heavenly Buddies out here. Yeah. The master of the damn chain match. Yeah. Yeah. And a little word of advice to you, Dr. Tom Pritchard. You should run your mouth about my daddy, and you run your mouth about my wife. Now I am going to stomp your stinking guts out of me. We're going to chain it up, me and you, Pritchard. And when I get through with you, I'm going to reach down your throat. And I'm going to grab your stinking guts. I love it. And I'm going to pull it out. And I'm going to shove it down. Corn that smoke. Yeah. Because, boys, you listen and you listen real good. Yeah. Especially you, Dr. Don Bridger. I'm going to stomp your ass whether you like it or not. I'm through with the heavenly bodies. I'm through with that fat obnoxious Jim Cornette. You're going down. Hell's coming, boys. Hell is coming. There you have it from the thugs. We'll be back with more smoking on action right after this. White, white boys fired up. Uh, your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, that was... That wasn't bad at all. Um, yeah, that was actually really good. Um, maybe a high point of the episode. Uh, did you hear at the beginning that Chip Kessler called Les Thatcher his sidekick? Yeah, I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Bruh. <laughs> Leave Chip alone. Check, check out the balls on this dude. Uh, <laughs> I, as I said last week, Harper... Are we at all worried about having a one-eyed referee for this match? <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> also, if I'm corny in the heavenly bodies, I'm a little concerned that the referee for our big match is out there telling the other team how he's going to help them. That that's 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 nervous for me. Um, man, white boy was really good and fired up, and I'm glad that he said ass there because he was the the if he said but. It wouldn't have worked. He said ass because he's just that damn mad. He's done with them. He said it. I'm done with them. And I thought that was good. And it made it reminded me of the kind of dirty white boy that we had. Remember when Dutch went to the junkyard and dirty white boy was living in a school bus and drunk <laughs> in the morning? God, when he was shooting a fucking bottle of beer with his pistol in Central Park, as he said. That yeah. was that was some good stuff. So I really thought this was good. Um, this was, you know, Trace. You can't say that Tracy and Dirty White Boy aren't aren't giving it. They're all there. I agree, Hopper. You got anything? Yeah, I mean, Dirty White Boy was he was he was all fucking jacked up, trying to fucking make something happen. They're trying. Yeah. He's not laying down. He's not like up. Well, right. you know, this is done. But yeah, it's you know, it's all. Right. It, it was fine. Like white boys fired up. He and he cuts a lot of fired up promos in, in in his defense. I mean, he's always he's always yeah. He gives it his all. Let's say let's say that he's 
He's always fired up in his promos. He's always screaming. I don't say always screaming, but he's he's amped. He's amped right here. And uh, Doc, you're wrong for uh, talking about a one-eyed referee. I mean, come on. I mean, it is. He he is right. Well, what, <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> he's got a he's got a crooked eye. What do they call that? I, I don't want to be insensitive here, but I he's, guess I am. He's he's what wall-eyed, huh? What do they? What do they? What is the, what is the medical? Cross-eyed, lazy eye. Is that what it is? It, 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 How can he call it right down the middle when he can't see right down the middle? Michael? There you. That's what I said. <laughs> Y'all are so wrong. Good to have. It's good to have Harper back on the Smoky Mountain show. <laughs> I don't think Harper, dude. Harper's got to see the clip of Gibson trying to break up the fight in his underwear, Doc. No, no, nobody needs that. <laughs> No, Aubrey, you gotta see it. It's awesome. No, he's barefoot in black briefs, <laughs> trying to break up a fight. Yeah. What, like a locker room. Yes, it's so <laughs> absurd. Oh man, I- I'll find it. <laughs> you gotta see it. Okay, let's keep it moving. <laughs> um, we go to a replay of Buddy Landell mocking Tommy Rich with Les cracking up during a promo from last week, and then they show a replay of uh, F- uh, Flanagan shocking Rich with a roll-up when Rich was distracted by Buddy, who stole Tommy Rich's black vest that was laced in cocaine and other illegal substances. What? I'm, I'm just making a funny there. I don't, I don't mean that. Uh, you know? Okay, so from there, Buddy Landell's now got to cut a promo, and let's hear what Buddy's got to say. All right, with me, Nature Boy, Buddy Landell, and a lot of things going on, and the prime one is Tommy Rich. Well, listen, you know, with all Jimmy Cornette's goons out there and all his militia, as good and tough as I am, I'm only one man, and I can't beat all of them at once. So what I've done is I've gone out and scouted the meanest, toughest, nastiest, strongest wrestler that's ever been in professional wrestling. And you know something? He turned me down, but I'm not through yet. You know, all these other guys, they'll ride up and down the road with me, but they don't want to have nothing to do with me. They don't want to get in the ring and wrestle with me. The dirty white boy says I've done a lot in the past, and yes, I have. That's something that I'm going to have to overcome because I have done a lot of things. And I got a lot of apologizing that I got to do. But in the meantime, Wildfire Tommy Rich, I got a little bit of your hide right here on. You know, this ain't even a real cow hide. This is a Naga hide. That's Tommy Rich. He's fake. There ain't nothing real about that boy. This Friday night in Cookville, Tommy Rich, first blood match. Next Saturday night in Johnson City, four-pronged bob wire. Let me tell you something, Tommy Rich. I embarrassed you last week on TV when Flash Flanagan beat you right in the middle of the ring one two, three. That made you kind of hot, didn't it? you got to remember who you're dealing with, Tommy Rich. This isn't some local Yoko from the local Kmart. I'm Nature Boy Buddy Landell. I've been on top of the heap. I've been on top of the world. I've held many titles like you, Tommy Rich. You're not dealing with an idiot or an imbecile. I've only yet begun to screw with your mind. And screw with your mind I'm going to do each and every week. Each and every time that I see you go out on TV or in one of these towns, I've got something up my sleeve, pal. Because let me tell you something. I have forgot more about how to screw with people than you'll ever know in your stinking life. There you hear from the Nature Boy. He's geared to go. We'll be back with action right after this. Well, I love when Buddy says he's fake because ain't nothing 
I mean, that's complete truth. But well, did you think that uh, is that what you did in the locker room that night? Is you screwed with Tommy Rich's mind too? No, I just punked him. Oh, okay. Oh, I did it. You, John Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> true Nobody grit, was. brother. <laughs> Can you see John Wayne singing "Crisscross"? Will make you jump, jump. <laughs> uh, man, uh. it was a mess. It was. Buddy was like, "Oh, I found the deep, meanest, nastiest wrestler." I was like, "Oh, who is it?" And he turned me down. Oh man, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Um. Buddy kind of looks like Dolph Ziggler with that ponytail. I think he looks like Barry Windham when he was the Widowmaker. Look at those people. Look at that fat tub of shit. I had that as a timestamp, so we might as well just skip to this. <laughs> yeah. Look, look. Okay, let, let's let's recap. Buddy was Buddy was good there. He he. I, I thought he was good. Now proceed to. We're about to watch the Headbangers versus um or Mosh lot, versus the Robert a, Gibson. But there's a shot of the fans here. Doc wants to talk about. We're at eleven thirty-eight on the on the feed here. What? A, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> I mean, what's? Let, I mean, we should let's break down. I mean, there's a five pack of people. It's, I, it's, I don't know. It's all self-explanatory to me. Okay, hit it. <laughs> I mean, look at these fucking people. You, you got that 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 big fat tub of shit with the Harley shirt with the American flag sleeves. What the, what is it or his pants? I don't ah, Is that I is that like um like those think, it's not Zubaz, but maybe like crazy wear or I thought it was like Zubaz. I don't know if they had Zubaz in that print. I mean I I don't know. I wasn't a Zubaz expert, but Jesus Christ. That guy and that guy was in his trailer going, I'm gonna dress up for the big show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> leave it there. Leave it there. No, I was trying to. I was trying to go to where they first start cutting to it because you can see the pants a little bit better. Uh, uh I don't know. There's a lot of know. pants because he's a big boy. Um, Dude, you can cover it. You can cover the earth like a blanket with those pants. He's probably never ever laid eyes on an actual Harley. No. Um, America. <laughs> look, at the, the, look at that shirt hopper yes uh, the guy in front of him with the older guy has a bald it's not a balding but he's got like he wants a mullet but he's probably has a job so he doesn't want to like have a full mullet you that can guy just looks okay the dude with the red you mean that the old guy yeah. with the red shirt yeah He's all right. I mean, he, he don't There's, look too bad. All you see is a Raiders hat below that. God, dude, you're look in at that kid. <laughs> like cut off at the left. There he is. Uh, that kid. <laughs> oh, this went from bad to fucking worse. All right, uh, keep going, Doc. The the kid. It's hard to it's hard to be so sluggish that you're pre-diabetic by nine, but this kid pulled it off. That's a kid, Doc. We really want to make fun of the kid here. I'm not making fun of him. It's his parents that allowed that to happen. Oh, oh okay. All right. Um. <clears throat> okay, so in this screenshot at 1140 Harper, we have. Excuse me. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, mute yourself while you while you getting to come out of your throat. Mm, mm, that was good. The Spicy. Raiders, the Raiders hat 
is is killing got, me because God, yeah, every freaking white kid in Metairie had a yep, Raiders so starter in a Raiders cap. Jesus we're gonna Christ! Count, we're going to count the Raiders cap guy Harper. So he looks like Charles Manson. He does. So there's three across the top, and then the three kind of in the middle, and Raiders cap at the bottom. There's seven people that you can see their face here. How many of those seven people went have been in jail? All of them. Except <laughs> except that kid. Okay. Um how many of them are still alive today? Oh. Um, the fact is if I was Batman, that guy's fucking dead. <laughs> because because I doubt that guy all of a sudden just you know decided to lose weight and go fucking jogging down a fucking mountain trail. How many of those <laughs> how many of those seven people right there can read at a fourth grade level? That's nice. <laughs> I'm gonna say five. Okay. By the way, the total population in Harlan in two thousand and ten was about seventeen hundred and forty five people. That's fucking nobody. And they're all fighting somewhere tonight. <laughs> uh, Everybody geez, else has like right. a local jazz fest or like an arts festival, and they just go down to the town square and fist fight. Uh, in, in 1990, there was 2,686 people. In 2000, there was 2,081 people. So they're, they're, losing, they're losing people um, from from their society um they they had as many as five thousand people in 1940 in that town uh it's progressively gone down every decade since you know if they're accurately reporting in a census and that's asking a lot for people who can't read oh i'm sorry i shouldn't have said that because the, nice. the literacy rate in new orleans is terrible too so there you go i made fun of my own town uh this is this is riveting i know we don't do demographics but i just pulled it up on wikipedia if you're gonna believe that and Wow, I know you've done this before, Doc, but this place is woo. Hey, there's not a wrestler that you've heard from, talked to, or that worked this area for a 30-year stretch that doesn't say, "Man, Harlan's weird. Harlan is a wild-ass place." Wild and rough and rugged. I mean, Bo James has told some stories about it. I know from him. Uh, this is interesting, man. Um, you know, here we are, five minutes uh, talking about this uh, cluster of. Look at that guy, Hopper. Holy That's crap! That's what I'm saying. How much do you think he weighs there? Uh, 350 to 370. Yeah. And the only thing saving him is is that he's probably no more than 5'8". That's what I was going to say. The the hard thing is you don't know how tall he is. If you you knew he was 6'2", you'd be like, oh, he's 400 easy. But if he's 5'8 and 350, that's not a good thing either. Right. Anyway, all right, Harper, any other analysis on this uh, cluster of Harlan fans that, as you said, are all dead except for one? No. If this mm. is Harlan, the guy in the red, the older guy, might be the mayor. Yeah, he could be. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. he's the fire chief. Yeah. I could see that. Well, he, he might be the mayor and fire chief. But he got he gets confused and sets fires instead of putting them That's out. Nice. <laughs> all right. <laughs> On to the match, since Hopper's made fun of these poor people. Oh, boy. These people had no idea us three buffoons would be doing a review show of this, making fun of them uh, 35, uh, 25 years later. Okay, here we can go. You hit, can you hit 1638 for an actual nice wrestling move from Robert Gibson? Robert Gibson can wrestle? What are you talking about? 1628? I'm, I'm just saying we're trying to turn it back to the match. 
gotcha. I think it was a nice uh, body. Like, can't, I didn't make notes, but I thought it was a cross body or something. Yeah. Oh, here it comes. He yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we yeah. were talking about the people, but, you know, we actually do watch the wrestling. It was here nice. Comes. Here it comes. Yeah. Here he comes. Uh, Mosh he's going to hit Mosh. And there you go. This is a nice bump. Yeah. The way they, the way they come off the ring. The um, headbangers are good. I like them. They're young, what? but they're good. Absolutely. So. Lots of cheating here. Oh, my God. That, that Literally, my notes are just lots of cheating it's and then you got the bodies and the thugs on the outside so there's a whole yeah. lot of cheating um at the end the, the faces actually end up one up in the heels because uh, when mark curtis's back is turned as mark curtis is dealing with the bodies on the outside the thugs push mosh off the top rope mosh takes the bump and then gibson pins him curtis turns around and sees it and counts one, two, three. So Gibson gets the win. Referee didn't see any of the shenanigans, but like Doc said, tons of shenanigans. Hopper, did you have anything else from it? No. Doc? No. I got confused all right. with all the shenanigans. Man. It was a lot going on because you had the two tag teams that are feuding, and then you had Gibson in the ring against Mosh, and you got the red. It's just a whole lot going on. But in the end, Gibson gets the win. So it might be his first. I don't know if it's his first singles win. I can't remember since uh, Ricky has been gone, but that's that. Okay. So we go from that to Kessler's Corner with uh, Jim Cornette and the Heavenly Bodies. First, they show a replay of the announcement of the double chain match with the thugs versus the bodies. And then we see replays of the promos from the thugs and bodies. Um, Doc, I got a note here, and then I'll ask you if you want me to play it. During the Kessler's Corner, Cornette says there will be a new drill sergeant coming in soon whose name is Sergeant Rock. So mm -hmm. stay tuned, everyone, and see what may or, be, may or may not be announced with Sergeant Rock next week or in the weeks to come. And then Cornette goes into plugging the double chain match with uh, Gibson as the referee. That was all I had from it. It was pretty long. The yeah. main thing was the Sergeant Rock note. What did you have? Well, she better hurry up and get here. How do we know it's a yeah. she? Oh. Come on, bro. You're giving things away. Well, I know I know how it ends. Yeah, Oops. me too. She didn't get there. She didn't get there, and the arena's empty because nobody called her to tell her that they shuttered the promotion. You ever had that happen to you, Mike? Show up at the VFW Hall and like, where is the Booker man? Oh, How shuttered. come there's no cars in the parking lot? He quit. They quit running two weeks ago. Oh no, I never shit! That happened. I thought the Heavenly Bodies were real good, but they didn't say anything that was like pop worthy. But they're just solid. Yeah, I I thought the same thing. Um. Hopper, did you have anything from it? I mean, Sergeant Rock. Should we tell okay. him who it is, Doc, or should we wait? No, we should I mean, wait. Sergeant, I used to have some of the, the Sergeant Rock toys when, when I was a little kid. I guarantee you this ain't got nothing to do with Sergeant Rock toys. No. It chocolate, was a comic chocolate, book. Chocolate titties, maybe. Really? Did you just say that? That's a thing on the Bruce Pritchard show that What's they talk about. What's wrong with them. you? Chocolate titties. <laughs> That's a thing that hey, Bruce Pritchard Hey, ain't nothing Pritchard wrong with that. I'm just saying. You ain't got to be says, racist about it, Doc. Said, no, Bruce says it about that Vince chocolate titties. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that one, but okay. <laughs> I didn't just come up with that on my own. I'm too busy coming up with other things. Bruh, I just don't believe nothing Pritchard says. That's my problem, even if he how said Vince says how it. How can you? God, that's a corny, slimy son of a gun. That's nice. 
I'm sure he's a nice guy. I just wouldn't trust him with my kids or five bucks. <laughs> if That's he told choice. me if, if if I gave him a dollar and he said I'll pay you back, pal, I'd be like, yeah, okay, you, you can just, here, just take it. I don't, I don't, I don't believe you'll give me the dollar back. I'm not saying he's a bad human being. I just don't trust him. <sighs> All right. Bruce, we love you if you ever catch wind of this. Uh, we think you're very entertaining with the stories you tell because they by, by far they are stories. Okay, so, Doc, anything else from Corny's announcement about Sergeant Rock coming in? No. It is not the Rock. <laughs> Let's be clear. All right, uh, so then we go to another promo. Oh, boy, we're, we're Corny heavy in this. I don't have nothing from it. It's Corny and Tommy Rich. I I don't know what yeah. else to say. He does say that he's overworked. He starts shooting on being overworked, which <laughs> he is here, but that's about it. I didn't have much either. Albert, did you have anything? They build up the matches with Buddy and Tommy Rich, but that's about it. Yeah, they 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 uh, talked about the matches. I, I, mean, I don't. I'm not trying to be mean. There's just nothing there to bite on. Well, he's supposed to be a general, huh? <laughs> Who is... Goddamn, pal. Pronouns. Who's he? Corny. Yeah, he's a general. <laughs> so I was just clarifying. He's a general of the militia. He's He's got sergeant stripes on his sleeve. Okay, brother. These people don't know that. Goddamn, <laughs> pal. <laughs> I mean, come on. Doc, Doc, do you think these people know anything about whatever's on Corny's sleeves? No. no, I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. And you're the standard, right? <laughs> well, if I don't, I just would think they don't. Look at look at Tommy Rich right now. I'm gonna tell you something, boy. Yeah. I'm about to go in the back. Hold on. Let's go back to this. I'm about to go right there in the back, pal. I'm gonna go get me an eight ball of cocaine. I'm gonna put it right here on this table, and I'm gonna snort that whole son bitch right up my nose. That wasn't good, I know. All right, we go to the next you, match. You, pr you proud of that? I'm very proud of it. You should make fun of that guy. <laughs> Why? He's Because he's a legend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I've been saying for months now. He's a legend. Harper's told stories on this show of, of sitting at some of these conventions that he's been at with Wildcat. And he looks over at a table of some broke-down turd like Tommy Rich, and he's like, <laughs> look nice. at this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. All the right. man's a well, legend. In his own mind. We got Tommy Rich versus Flash Flanagan here. The match goes on for a few minutes until Buddy comes out to the ring again, taunting Tommy Rich. While Tommy Rich starts chasing Budro around the ring to get his vest, Tommy Rich is counted out and Tommy Rich loses again. That's two times in a row to an enhancement talent. And once again, Doc, I think this was a callback to Candido and Horner. I think they did this. And I also think they did this with Orndorff, too, and Horner. Uh, yeah, sound about right? When he stole his robe. He, he, he took his robe. They did the robe thing. And I thought, I thought Candido did it, too, where Candido was running around outside the ring trying to get Horner. And Candido was wrestling somebody and um, maybe even been Robbie Eagle. I don't remember. You know, I think that was with... Uh... That that was Garvin that took took his robe, right? That was it. Was Garvin? It was Garvin that took yeah. the robe. Um, God, and then that's, and then, that's crazy. That? They had Garvin and fucking Mister Wonderful here. 
at the same time. Doc? It's true. This and is now goofy. it's the Wolfman. Yep. This is goofy, <laughs> And too. Flash Flanagan. <laughs> and Tommy Rich. Don't forget to throw and him Tommy in that trio. Tommy Rich. Let me tell you something. You know, y'all want to talk about the legends who have been here. Mr. Wonderful, not Mr. Warndorf, as Horner said. Mr. Wonderful, Paul Warndorf was in a few with Tim Horner. Uh, but we had, we've had Mr. Wonderful here, and we've also had Ronnie Garvin. Just think about that. And now we're laced with Tommy Rich. Mm. Sad times. Crazy times. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's keep on moving. Hold on. I got to do a line. That's Woo! nice. All right. So um, after Tommy Rich loses, uh, I got to play this because this is this. Is, <laughs> they just don't give a shit right now. And I'll explain it as I play it. They do not care. They try to make it sound like Bullet Bob is on the on like the telephone, but this is no phone. It's a walkie-talkie because once again you can hear the beeps. So here's Bullet Bob quote on the phone, letting us know how he's doing. Of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Bullet Bob Armstrong has been unable to wrestle since being attacked by Terry Bam Bam Gordy several weeks ago. Now we had the opportunity earlier today to talk to Bullet Bob by phone, so let's hear his comments. I certainly want to thank all the fans for Smoky Mountain Wrestling, all their nice letters, and uh, I appreciate being just being thought about because they're my kind of people up there and always have been. And I've been out of action since the uh, pile driver by Terry Gordy. Mr. Bam Bam dropped me on my head pretty good, and it, and it just re-injured an old injury I had back in 1977 in a match with the Mongolian Stomper. But one thing about it, I want everybody to remember, I'm still the commissioner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And I've been watching Cornette and his militia, and I've got some news for everybody. There's going to be some special matches coming up. I can still use a pen. As a matter of fact, I've signed so many contracts later. I, lately, I've almost got writer's cramp. There's going to be some special ma special matches. Everybody be sure and watch. You're going to be surprised. And just remember, Cornette, I may not be able to wrestle right now, but I will be able to wrestle real soon, maybe sooner than you think. Yeah. The bullet may be out of action, but Brad Armstrong is raring to go after last week's altercation with the headbangers, Terry Gordy, and a leather belt. I thought it was maybe like someone, he was actually hit, uh, hitting the buttons on a phone, but yeah, I think it is a, I think it's like the little battery warning or something. Dude, that's a walkie-talkie sitting down in a room, it's sitting next to a tape deck in a room. Bullet Bob is on the other end in another room, and he's talking into the walkie-talkie, and you're hearing the walkie-talkie beeps, and it was recorded with a tape tape recorder that's sitting at the table. That's exactly what that is. They've done it before. They did it with Ricky when he called in and quote-unquote was on the phone. But anyway, um, Harper, you weren't here when they restarted the Bullet Bob and Corny feud. <laughs> so do you have any really? comments? You got comments? No. <laughs> I probably already made like 10 of them a year Doc? ago. Doc, any thoughts? We've been, <clears throat> every week when it comes up, we'd say, oh, Harper would shit all over this. Um, that punch was awesome. Yeah, it was. So, um, I think we talked about that last week. Yeah, that's this 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 match with Thrasher and Brad Armstrong playing for the Patreon members at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT is from last week. I thought... Bob's call sounded like 
We have a collect call from the Brown County Jail. <laughs> you accept the charges. That's nice. I'm in jail again. That bitch called the police on me. <laughs> Come on. We're talking about Bob Armstrong. Yeah, so what if I was fucking drinking a little? Fuck her. I'm a grown-ass man. I can do what I want. Dude, he sounds like these people on Live PD. <laughs> That's exactly. That's exactly. Like the Why cops is- show up. The cops show up, and the guy's like, and he goes like, "Well, sir, they, they, she said you put her your hands on her. Well, it ain't my fault. She wouldn't leave me alone, and I was sitting there, and <laughs> and uh, she wouldn't. She keep she keep messing with me, sir. You realize you can't put your hands on her. Well, this would happen, sir. Have you been drinking? Look, man, I'm a red blooded American. I can drink. I can have a few beers. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, sir, you got drunk and put your that. you put your hand you got drunk and then put your hands on your wife. And all right, <laughs> well. <laughs> Jesus. All right. The Wolfman's hydrated back is getting lashed by Gordy in the replay from last week. Doc, any other thoughts on Bullet Bob, though? No. I mean, no. I got you. All right. So after the walkie-talkie conversation with Bullet Bob, they show a replay of Thrasher versus Brad Armstrong from last week. Remember, Brad won the match, but he was jumped afterwards. The Wolfman tried to help out because he's in this tag match with Brad. Oh, my God. I mean, it's just, ugh. The Fuck Wolfman, this guy. The Wolfman. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> God almighty. I just don't get this, man. <laughs> I don't know why this was signed off to happen. Remember, he's the uh, Power Maker 2 sponsor athlete, Hopper. Jesus Christ. He looks like Captain Caveman. The old fucking (laughs) Hanna-Barbera cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) I could picture him (laughs) with the club and Captain Caveman and and fuck. Uh, It's good to have you back. Jesus Christ, bro. God, it's good to have it, Hopper. Look at this motherfucker. <laughs> just, 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 just look at him. I like it because no matter how bad your day is going, he's still the wolf man. Yeah. Boogie, and it, nothing and about you. <laughs> Go ahead, Alpha. And it's, and it's Brad Armstrong that looks like a wrestler. Dude. He looks like an athlete. I mean, he he's the real thing. And there's this asshole just standing there doing. Nothing, just looking like a fucking buffoon. <laughs> he's standing there, and he looks so awkward. <laughs> you, know what, you know what he's standing there like? He's standing there like he's high as fuck in a place he's not supposed to be high as fuck. <laughs> and he's trying to make sure nobody knows he's high, but it's obvious that he's high. Y'all are missing one thing from this. Uh... In between the Wolfman and Brad is one of the better professionals ever in the world of wrestling, Les Thatcher. Yeah. (laughs) Les Thatcher. Like, this is like the Twilight Zone. You got Les, who is a pro's pro. You got Brad, who is a, you know, from the Armstrong family, a pro's pro, who cuts a decent promo here. But then you got Wolfie, who's higher than Giraffe Snatch. To the left, just sitting there so stoned out. Jesus. Look uh, at him. I, I could see if he had a personality and he shot a good promo, but okay, 
he at least has that. He has nothing. He is worse than Tim Horner because at least he could fucking wrestle. This guy can't. It's just like it, he's like a fan that fucking won a contest. He is. <laughs> We're gonna a get fan who won a costume contest, Harper. I can guarantee you that we're going to have a long conversation about the Wolfman with Jim Cornette. Yeah, we do. Because we, I need to get him to talk about Power Maker in the Wolfman. He may not be legally able to talk about Power that Maker. That might be true, too. All right. Oh, okay. God. So I got I, you know we got to worry about Brad because somewhere in this promo he said that the Wolfman was a solid dude. Well, I you feel say bad a lot, for Brad. Man, I do too. In this He's having to drag example. this carcass through. <laughs> he, he, he does nothing. Just stand there. Just kind of, kind of moves around a little. Kind of halfway nods his head. Now, yeah, I agree with that. If I don't move, they won't know I'm high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just gonna stay still. Oh Jesus Lord! All right, so we keep going with this, and I'm not gonna play Brad's promo, Brad. Brad was good. I mean, there was there was nothing you know to write home about. Brad's good. He just tells basically tells Gordy he's going to get him back. So then they go to comic Chris Michaels versus Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Cornette is on commentary. Um, do you have anything from this stock? Thirty-seven thirty-five. Thirty-seven thirty-five. Let's go That's to the, it. The face paint broad. Yes. Yeah. All right, hold on. I got I'll the same it. thing. So 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 we're back to talking about the crowd and not the match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. Y'all are laughing. Hopper, I need what? you to explain what's so funny here. Explain, explain like... what we're looking at for the people who are just listening to this and not watching along. It's just typical Becky woman. Yeah. That you see in fucking Kentucky with her face painted white for some fucking reason. With... <laughs> Thugs number one, and the number one is on her chin. She has TS on fucking one cheek, and thugs on her forehead. I bet she's gonna have something else on her forehead in about an hour and a half. And she looks like the baseball guys from the Warriors. Bruh. I was waiting for Doc to say she's gonna have something else white on her forehead. Y'all are so uh, dirty sons of bitches. That's, uh, I'm just. Why would you do this? Because <laughs> you're trying to. I mean, that, and that's a grown ass woman, bro. That's not <laughs> a, a, a kid. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I I I can't add I can't add to that. Harper just that's why just, we've needed him. <laughs> I like Tracy Smellers. I think he looks cute. I think he looks like the bass player for Maverick. My favorite country band. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I got nothing else. This is this is mm. so all right, let me recap the match. Oh, that's nice, Hopper. Uh, like I said, Cornette's on commentary. Uh, he's just rambling. Gordy ends up winning. After the match, Gordy takes a leather strap and whips Chris Michaels with it. Wolfman comes in and tries to make the save, but he gets his ass whooped too. Brad Armstrong comes in for the save, and then we go to commercial. I um, got something. It was, it was 42-18. 
4218. Let me see. Oh, you got something from the match. Yeah. Okay. Um uh. let me go to that. I'm going to go to the promo first though, all right? Okay. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to play the promo first cuz uh what happens is we got a promo before the actual match that we're going to announce in a second. Doc said he had to step away. So let me get to that. All right. So first off, um again, recap Brad comes in, makes a save and all that stuff. We go to commercial. And then when we come out of commercial, we get a promo from uh, with Brad Armstrong, with Les and Sandy Scott. So Sandy Scott makes an appearance here. Let's hear from Brad and Sandy because this leads to what happens at the very end of this episode. Joining me here on the set is Sandy Scott, uh, one of the officers of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And Brad, Brad, let me tell you something. I want Terry Gordy right now. I want. Ter- I don't care what it takes. I want Terry Gordy in the ring right now. Brandon, I'm, I'm, there's only about two or three minutes left in, what have we in, got in this show. About two or three minutes I, left in the program. I don't care how much time there is. Sandy Scott, you can do this. Can you put? The, I want Terry Gordy in the ring. If I have to put the Smoky Mountain title on the line, that's what I'll do. I, I want to get him in the ring. Time for it. I don't think we have enough time. Time is not relevant to me. I can beat the man. Well, I'm going to put the title on the line if he can just get his butt back out here. If they want to come out and do it, that's fine with us. So you say it's okay. Yes, it's I want, okay. I want, I want they to come out and show that it's time remaining in the show. Is that what we're going to do? It? <laughs> I don't that you are. We're going to go to the ring for this one. Special challenge. Brad Armstrong puts a title on the line against Bam Bam Terry Gordy. Let's go to the ring. What were you laughing at? (laughs) The wolf man looks like the guy that with a news reporter is like doing the news and he's the guy wandering like in the background just kind (laughs) of kind of poking his head in to try to get on the news because you you don't see him. Then he kind of walks in and he kind of looks at at the camera and fucking nods. Then he walks away. And then he walks back in. And kind of nods, and he just walks away. Look, look, see? (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to get on the news. (laughs) He's like the guy when they would show up in my old neighborhood, and they they would be talking to a sensible person, He's the guy that shows up behind the camera or in the camera behind the guy being interviewed with the binky in his mouth, looking like a straight clown. That's what he looks like right there. That's exactly except, it. Except he doesn't have a binky in his mouth. He's got a loincloth around his freaking waist. And, and he, looks he looks like Captain Caveman. Yes. Oh, Doc, are you back? No, he's not back yet. So we'll keep going. Okay. So, like Harper said, uh, very interesting stuff right there. So, basically, we do have a match. I mean, Brad begs Sandy for a match with Gordy right now, and he says he'll put the title on the line. And they literally go to this match with, like, three minutes of TV time remaining. Now, Harper, you said you had a timestamp for me. What would you have? It's 42.18. Watch his clothesline. 42.18. Hold on. Let me get yeah. to so I'm at I'm at 42.05 right now. So, let's see. Uh, we got about 10 seconds to go from this. Yeah. They do, like I said, they start this with less than two minutes remaining, and as you suspect, they go off air. Uh, oh yeah, right in the head. Yeah. <laughs> um, that looked good though. He and looks kind of Brett. sluggish though, huh? Gordy, oh, most definitely. He's yeah. I'm, I'm back, y'all. All right, so Doc, we talked about the Wolfman. Actually, let me just go to it. Again, Hopper made fun of the Wolfman being being a. He's like, all right, Brad's in a serious interview right here, and the Wolfman just shows up like the guy on TV shows up when somebody in the neighborhood's being interviewed. What'd you say, Hopper? Exactly right. What'd you say about it, Hopper? Go ahead. 
he's like the guy in the news that kind of pokes his head in in the background just to get on TV. That's right. It's because so terrible. You don't see him, and then he shows up. And he just kind of nods his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he we walks got, away. We got a serious discussion here with these three: with Sandy, Les, and Brad, and then. There he comes. Hey, hey, mom. Hey, what are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. got a hey, joint we're on, for me? We're on oh, oh, shit. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You throw him down. I wonder, uh, I wonder if this guy's still alive. Oh, on him. He's probably the nicest guy you've ever met. Probably. Probably. Okay. So, like I was saying, they start the actual match that Harper and I were talking about with Brad and Terry Gordy. Like, less than two minutes of TV time remaining. And as you suspect, they go right up to the remaining TV time. And Chip Kessler tells us they'll keep the cameras rolling and let us know what happens next week. Doc, did you have anything from this match, though? No. Gordy definitely looks... I mean, Brad was bumping like crazy, but no. Gordy does look sluggish now that I'm watching him. A little closer here, but Brad, Brad, Brad's selling for him and bumping like a son of a gun. And yep. honestly, that's how the show ends. It, it, it they go up to the remaining TV time and nothing's resolved. And we'll have to stay tuned to see if they show something next week. As the Wolfman chases Jim Cornette around the ring. Wow. Yeah, look at his running. God. <laughs> Hopper, look at him running, Jason Corny. This is so terrible. No, I'm here. Look hey, at him. Look, look at him. I'm going to get you, Captain Caveman. <laughs> well, that actually almost wraps up this week's episode. So we're going to do our... No purpose. Serves no purpose. We're going to do our... He's there till the very end, though. We're going to do our disability checks or ratings, whatever you want to call it. Before uh-huh. we do so, remember, consider becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. A great way to support this show and get tons of extra exclusive Patreon shows just for you when you sign up. Um, so let's go to the disability checks. Doc, I- I'm I'm not going. You go. I, I, don't, I don't know what to I say. I feel like I'm going to be real, real generous here no don't don't preface it just just do it just go with it 6.8 wow you are being nice hopper uh a, a five wow damn <laughs> you were I mean, 5.0 <laughs> oh. and tracy and, and uh the white boy we, i mean they were the best day with, with, with that promo oh yeah I'll give it a C minus and I'm being nice. No disrespect to this promotion that we love. So then it leaves us to the government cheese award, uh, named by longtime listener, Shara Johnson. Uh, before we give that out, remember, don't forget, use our Amazon referral link, tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Whenever you're shopping on Amazon, is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. Uh, government cheese. Oh, I don't know, bro. Buddy? Yeah. Let's go yeah. with Buddy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Buddy. Yeah, Buddy cut a good promo, but I don't know. What are you? Who are you giving it to, Doc? Give me the dirty white boy with that promo he had. Okay. Harper, who are you going with, Buddy? Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going with dirty white boy. 
Oh, he's okay. still trying, man. Dirty white boy. He's that like he's that German officer in fucking nineteen forty four in fucking Berlin, still trying to rally his troops, even though they got tanks with Sherman tanks coming down the fucking street. I love Harper's analogies. So true. He is trying though. All right, before we get out of here, I want to mention a couple of things. First, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. And check out the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Prue and JV as they talk about the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's all I got. Doc, anything else before we uh, head over to episode 196 next week? Nope. I'm right. afraid not. I'm starting to get depressed. Hopper? You got anything? No. <laughs> Hit the tagline, Opera. Book it, bitch.